Hi, my name is Sarah Boss, and you are listening to the What Else Podcast. I'm a chemist turned launch strategist, and I help business owners launch their courses, programs, and products so that they can gain influence and get paid. Owning your own business opens the doors for great freedom and opportunity, but it can also bring a lot of self-doubt, overwhelm, and insecurity. On this podcast, we talk about marketing, analytics, and tactile tips to own a business you love, but we can also talk about life behind the desk. We ask the questions, and then we ask, what else? Because we're just nosy like that. Come join us and our many guests as we leverage our businesses to create the life we dreamed of. Hey guys, and welcome to the What Else Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Boss. I'm super excited to have you here. And today we are going to talk about a subject that um, plagued me after graduation. We're still continuing with our series for all the graduates out there, um, but this one kind of applies, not kind of, it does. It applies to everybody um, at any point in life. Today, we're going to be talking about some tips on how to find your purpose, how to find your passion. I have been obsessed with this subject for a really long time, but the question came up, um, I guess, more prevalently right after I graduated. And uh, even before it it was the first time that I really had to question because before then, um, I had something to, you know, I had something to look forward to or to aim for. I had gone through however many years of schooling and up until then each year had an end each year. Um, like every school year, there was something that you were like working towards. Um, it was, it's obviously a very set path and college, you know, that was graduation. And then after graduation, it's the first time that you're kind of sent out and it's like, there you go. I hope you understand. I hope you got it. Cause if you don't like, good luck, honey bunches. And, um, that didn't go well for me. And I went through probably, I would say it was a, a year of, uh, soul searching of, uh, worrying about where I belonged, worrying about what I would do with my life. Um, worrying about trusting myself to even make that decision at that age. Like, how will I know that I'm doing the right thing? And, um, how do I know that I am, I'm doing what I meant to be doing? How do I know I'm living in my purpose? And now I feel that I'm living in my purpose. I am very confident in that. And I learned that finding your purpose is not, it's not a destination. So we'll get to talking about that. Um, if you are out there and you're feeling a little lost, uh, you're feeling a little anxious, you are, um, maybe you're just kind of in a funk and that can be at any point in life, you know, you're in a job that you're not sure about, or you're just in a weird phase of life and you're, you're not sure if you're on the right path, then this episode is for you. So here are the five tips that I have for you to find your purpose. So the first thing to think about is what could you do every single day? Don't, this is super simple, super simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Whatever you're thinking about right now, like what, okay, what can I do every single day? What lights me up? What is so exciting? What is something that I could literally do every single day for the rest of my life? Think about it. Now go simpler go simpler. For example, this is mine. I could talk to people 
for the rest of my life. There is nothing that lights me up more than talking to people. I am, um, and I expand the more people I'm around. How I translate that into my purpose is that, okay, I know whatever I do to make money, it will be with talking to people and I will not pursue things that box me in or keep me very isolated because that's not where I'm going to flourish. That's not going to be where I do very well cubicle work. Um, I worked in a lab. I didn't do well working in a lab because it's pretty solitary work. And even though there are people around me, communication was not a part of my job. And communication is what I do best. Hence this podcast. This is something that absolutely lights me up and I would love to make my job one day. So that's exactly what I did. And if you're, if you're not really sure, you know, what that could be or, you know, what your, what your thing is, it may help to look at your loved ones or like the people around you. What do they naturally do every day? What kind of, um, like, I guess you could say aura, what kind of, what do they embody every day? When you think of them, what do you think of? For instance, I have a dear friend who naturally cares for people. It's in the way she speaks. It's in the way she acts. She couldn't stop caring for people if she tried. Her work, she brings that into her work. So, okay, I'm actually talking about Kristen, my producer. I'm not even going to hide it. Kristen is the most caring person that I've ever met. And how she brings that into her work is a producer, she's very concerned with her customer experience and she wants to make sure that her, you know, her clients are very taken care of and that they feel fulfilled in their podcast. They feel, um, you know, cared for in the production process. They feel supported and that's how she brings that into her work. And that is extremely unique to her. If she was in a place where she didn't have something to care for, that's part of her natural embodiment. And that would not fulfill her. If I was in a place where I could not communicate and that was not part of my job, I would not be fulfilled. I tried it. I wasn't. So think about as simple as that, caring for people, talking to people. What could you do every single day? Next, think about your past experiences. Your childhood and your young adult behavior is a great hint to your natural abilities. Uh, If you go back to the episode on vision casting with Hannah Marie Oliva, she actually talks about this and it made me think back to my own childhood. And when I was a toddler, um, my family's told me this, when I was a toddler, uh, they used to just sit in the living room and like watch me. Like I would be dancing, I'd be singing, I'd be talking. I was always very active and I could literally entertain myself and I would just be talking to the wall, but I would just be running around and they, they were like, I, we didn't even need a TV. We could just watch you. And I'm still, this is going to sound cynical, but like, hear me out. Cause it's really good. I think to be self-aware, I'm still really drawn to the center of attention. And I think that's something that's a good question to ask. Are you drawn into the center of a group or are you drawn to the outskirts and kind of the watcher you watch everybody else? Neither is good or bad, but it gives a good indication on your personality and your natural abilities. So it lights me up to be in the spotlight. I loved to be on stage when I danced. I love to, I love telling a story and I love that people listen when I tell a story. It's my favorite thing. I, I, when I get to tell the story and I make people laugh, like that's, I love that. I love doing that. I love being in that, that position 
that central position. So I know that how I'm going to best impact, positively impact and inspire people is by being in that central position, whether that be in a conversation or hopefully, you know, maybe on stage one day, whatever, you know, that may be, but whatever I do, it's going to be, you know, grabbing people's attention and then it's my job to hold that attention and inspire and, you know, positively change them in some way. So think about like in your, what were you like as a kid? You know, what do your parents say? What are your, what do your family members say about you? Um, what stories can you remember from your childhood or high school or just young adult life that can give an indication of, Hey, like I was really good at that. Or, Hey, this was a time that I felt really, um, you know, lit up, hold on to those And if you can find a couple of them, then look for a pattern. What is a central pattern in all of those? Like, oh, all of those, I was in a position um, of, I don't know, um, like organizing. Like I was in a place where I was putting things in order and I really enjoyed doing that. And I liked being able to create an orderly form from a mess. Okay, well then that's like a really cool natural ability and something that you can kind of move forward with. Take the Strengths Finder quiz. There's a book called Strengths Finder, and then take the quiz that goes along with the book. Uh, when you get the book, there's like a thing um, in the book that has a special code so that you can actually go take the quiz for free online. And the book is really, really good. This is a practical tip because the Strengths Finder book actually outlines. I, I can't remember how many strengths there's there are, but like it will actually give you your strengths. So this, it doesn't require like a lot of soul searching. You take a quiz and it kind of pumps out. I think it's like your five like natural strengths um, out of, I don't know how many. It's extremely eye-opening. So, and here's the, here's the like Amazon, like book description. Cause I thought it was really helpful. Um, it says, do you have the opportunity to do what you do best every day? Chances are you don't. All too often, our natural talents go untapped. From the cradle to the cubicle, we devote more time to fixing our shortcomings than to developing our strengths. The book is fascinating and it hones in on, okay, what are you good at? And how can you press into that strength and make that so strong and bring that into like what you do and your job every day, rather than focusing on the things that you're not good at. It's super interesting, highly recommend the book, but you get your results and it, you even get an explanation of who you are according to the, those results. If you're in any, if you take an Enneagram test, this is actually also really nice. Um, but it's, it's kind of like the same feeling that you get when you take the Enneagram test. You're like, oh my gosh, that's so me finding your strengths. And as soon here's the thing, as soon as you like get your results back and you f- get your five strengths or whatever, you will start to identify them for yourself. You'll start to see them in your everyday and you'll be able to identify what you enjoy in those strengths as well. So that's a really good one. That really helped me. Um, I read that a couple months after college while I was searching for, um, after I quit my job as a chemist, I was searching for kind of where I belonged and that really helped to kind of just put even put myself in a box, which is what I was longing for at the time. Um, and I quickly later learned that you can't necessarily put yourself in that type of a box. Um, but I needed to hold on to that. I needed to feel like I was doing something that mattered and that I was doing something that I was good at. And I, at the time I didn't, I was like, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what I meant for like all this kind of stuff. And that book really helped. Number four, here's a question to ask yourself. Given a microphone, 
what would you say? And this might be a little hard if you're younger. I probably wouldn't have had an answer to this until I was around 21 and I went through um, that really hard time. Um, listen to breakdown, the episode 29, Breakdown to Business, that if you are new here, you'll hear about my experience. Uh, but that experience is what kind of led me to my convicted message. Like what is your natural message? If you had one shot to say something, what would you say? Another way to think about this is what is something that people hear from you without you even saying it? So it might help to ask um, people around you what they think. And with this particular um, question, I would ask people that are not too, too close to you. Like I wouldn't ask your mom or your dad, or even maybe your boyfriend or girlfriend. If that's like a little too close to you, go a little bit outer circle. Um, just because like, I think that it, they're going to be in the same zone, like microscope as you, where it's kind of hard to see, they're going to be too close. Go a little farther out with colleagues that you trust or friends that you trust um, and ask like, hey, given a microphone, like, what do you think I would say? I did this on a team exercise and we all, you know, answer that question for each other. And for me, the overarching theme of that my colleagues said is um, like, given a microphone, I would encourage people to live the life they wanted and pursue their dreams without hesitation. And when I heard that, it made me really proud of my internal message that that was being communicated without me having to say that to them. I had never said, hey guys, I really want to encourage you to live the life you want and pursue your dreams without hesitation. I had never said that, but based just me being me, because that is my natural message, that was what was being conveyed. And I loved that that was what was being communicated. That's what it should feel like. If you talk to your friends and they say, oh, I think that you would be saying this and you're very proud. You're like, yeah, that's really something that I, I want to get across. And I'm proud that I'm getting that across without even saying it. Then that's, that's what it should feel like. The last tip to finding your purpose is don't overthink it. Don't put so much pressure on it. You know what makes finding your purpose even harder? desperation. <laughs> I know this because I was desperate. After college, I went on a wild goose chase to find my purpose. And I was so desperate to find my purpose. I would literally grab onto anything that was near me. Maybe I need to start painting. Maybe I should be a financial advisor. Maybe I should work at a magazine. Literally all these things. These are, these are not like just blanket examples. These are literal examples. I started watercolor. Uh, I believe a lot of you, I still really like finances, but I, tr I don't even know. I like looked into being a financial advisor with Edward Jones. I talked to Charleston magazine. Like I had no idea. And I would just grab onto anything that was near me. I wanted so badly to feel like I had it all together. I wanted to know what to work towards, but then I, I realized my expectations for the future were greatly inhibiting my present. I couldn't see what was right in front of me. And I refused to see what was right in front of me because I was so focused on what the future might hold. I wanted to predict it. I wanted to have a plan. I wanted to have a path. And that's just not the way it works. Things like your purpose, your destiny, like the great things of life are typically quite quite wily. Like they're pretty mischievous. They dance all around. They're like think of it as like a thing. They're dancing around, they bounce and they're ready to play. And 
as soon as you try to like hold them down or like grab them, they go hide behind a tree. The harder you chase after these things, the harder they will run and your purpose, your passion, your destiny, all those kind of things usually don't come around until you have your back turned and you're paying attention to something else that you enjoy. And then they'll come up from behind you and start walking with you. Like they were always there. Like you, you're focused on an activity that you love. Maybe you are spending time with loved ones or you're traveling. And then all of a sudden you kind of, you kind of like look over and you're like, oh, there you are. That's how I like to think about it. Your purpose and and your passion, like all those kind of things, they don't want the pressure of being told what to do or the responsibility of, of making money or the expectation that they might like change the world. Don't put that on yourself when you're, and when you're searching for this, like, oh, whatever I do, like, okay, how can I make money from it? How can I do something extreme with it? Like, how do I make a living off of it? Like they don't, it's not going to come to you with putting those kind of expectations on it. They just want to be acknowledged as they walk next to you and they'll start putting things in your path without you asking. That's how it works. It's something that naturally comes to you. It's something that naturally walks with you. And when you relax and you allow your purpose to walk with you, then everything else will come. As soon as I relaxed, I stopped trying to run. I was running, 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 trying to, I was like, what, I, trying to grab it. I was like, I'm going, no matter what I do, I will grab onto this thing. I will figure it out. I will know who I am. I will know what I'm supposed to do. And that got me nowhere. And as soon as I relaxed and I said, you know what, Sarah, like, let's, let's just focus on today. You know, what can I be doing today? What do I enjoy doing today. I enjoy spending time with my family. I enjoy, I actually did enjoy painting. So I, but I didn't No, I didn't say, okay, this is now my new thing. This is now my new hobby. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I just painted because I like to paint. And as soon as I put those walls down and kind of open myself up ready, that's when I found my purpose. That's when I found quote, my passion. I said, all right, like this is This is what that feeling is supposed to feel like when you're in total comfort with who you are and you end up not being worried about the future. You're not worried about what's going to come or what you're going to do. You have trust in yourself. You're like, this is who I am. This is what I do. Like talking, you know, I, I want to, I know like part of it, I know I want to talk to people for the rest of my life. And I trust that whatever I do, it will involve communicating with people because that's just me. I can't help it. It's who I am. That kind of stuff. It will find you anyway. It will, it will come around. Like, even if you try and do something else, your identity will end up kicking you in the behind. When I tried to be somebody I wasn't and I pursued a career and a life that I thought was So what I was supposed to do, because that's what I had been told what success was, it tore me apart. I got hit with a bat from life saying, hey, that's not you. We're getting back on track. And it hurt. But now I'm here and I know who I am and I know what I want to do. And I know the things I pursue and I know my natural strengths and I know my tendencies and I know how to use 
what I can do to positively impact people. And I will continue to do that. I'm not saying I have it all figured out. God, no, I hope not. If I had it all figured out and this was it, I'm like, no, we got bigger plans. We got a lot more to do than what we're doing now. And I'm excited for that. I don't look to the future and say, oh, I know a plan. I look to the future and I say, man, I don't know anything that's out there. And that's really exciting. I have no idea what we're going to do. I have no idea what we're capable of, but it's going to be freaking awesome. If you're currently searching for your purpose or you have that tight feeling in your stomach that you don't have something figured out, I hope that this episode gave you some relief and gave you some practical tips, maybe get you a little bit closer or at least feeling a lot less anxious about it. Don't forget, it's probably hidden in something that you already enjoy doing. You can look back to your past experiences and find patterns. If you take that strength finders quiz from that book, it will certainly get you closer. It might help to, you know, at least recognize your own natural abilities. Think about the message that you want people to get from you, even if you aren't speaking and don't put pressure on it. You'll scare it away and honestly make yourself sick because that's what I did. If you want to hear more about um, how I found my purpose or like what that journey looked like, I took the hard road. And if you want to see what the hard road looks like, so you don't do what I did, um, episode 29, Breakdown of Business is for sure the episode to listen to. Uh, I go into how I started my business, how I started doing what I'm doing. Um, But I'll be totally transparent. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just doing what I enjoy every day. That's all. I hope you remember to do things that you enjoy every single day, no matter if it brings you monetary value or it's productive or anything. Sometimes it's nice to just do things out of joy. And a lot of times the, the money and uh, all that good stuff that, you know, keeps us living in the actual world that comes later. So, all right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the What Else Podcast. And if you liked this episode, then I've got a small to-do list for you. Uh, First of all, go ahead and screenshot this episode right now and post it on your Instagram stories. And tag me at Sarah E. Boss. And I can go ahead and repost your post. And that helps others find the podcast as well. And give me a review on Apple Podcasts. That is a huge help with letting others find the podcast and also become best friends. So don't be selfish. And finally, if you want to subscribe to my blog to get even more content, you can at sarahebossblog.com. All right, guys, I will see you in the next episode.